I once saw an inspirational poster featuring the image of two mud-covered dogs that read, Play dirty. Dive into mud pits. Roll in old poop. Dig tunnels in the sand. You're only a puppy once. There's time to be clean later. Though $6.47 was more than I was willing to pay for an inspirational poster, I think about that poster a lot, especially when I need inspiration. I wonder what happens to a dog that gets dirty, maybe so dirty it can never be cleaned again. Where does that dog go? Who does that dog become? Brian Lind, a 47-year-old bungee jumper, tactical paper mache enthusiast, was on his way to the Rainforest Cafe in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, when he went missing. Welcome back to True Deception, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us for another week. Um, my name is uh, Clark McCarthy, and I'm sitting here with Owen Ingmar. Owen, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I'm still on house arrest. Uh, that has not changed, but I've found ways to keep myself busy. As you know, I'm a little bit of a tinkerer, a little bit of an entrepreneur. This last week, I started a garden a little greenhouse in my uh, bathroom and the food that I'm growing, uh, I'm gonna start doing a food delivery service. I'm gonna send out the food that I grow and you can make it into food at your home. I got the idea, my neighbor was getting a lot of Blue Apron, Hello Fresh, and I was like, hello, I can do that. I got fresh food. So, you know, until we get some more sponsors, I figure, why not promote our own food delivery service? This is straight from Owen's Garden. And right now, I'm sending out boxes of potato stew. It's some potatoes that I grew in my bathtub and some hot water that I've salted. And I had a little garlic powder, so I added that. So you'll get a piping hot cup of water and some little potatoes to throw in it. Yeah, and for those at home, one, I just want to say, Owen, that's an incredible thing you're doing. I, I'm so proud of you, and I'm so excited for you. For those at home who are thinking about getting this service, I highly recommend it. You can't see it, but I do have a piping hot bowl of stew right next to me <laughs> right now. Yeah, how did that deliver, by the way? It was good. So I was worried about the the pipe and hot water but uh you know i think you did a great job of labeling the box the, there was uh, on pretty much any side of the box you look at it says don't open hot water inside but it's it's done fun because it's done like uh if you've ever seen the walking dead with the door with the zombies it has that layout to it um mm -hmm. which i think is really fun to look at yeah thank you yeah, but as long as you, you hold it right, you're going to be fine. I understand it's a new business. It's a small business. You don't necessarily have lids for every cup you send out. So right. people need to be aware. Be careful. It's your responsibility. Don't, don't, you don't want to spill hot water on yourself, so don't. So don't do it. Don't do it. I can't do everything for you. I'm supplying the ingredients and the recipe. All I ask is that you don't spill hot water on yourself. Yes, and I don't think that's too much to ask for people. You know, be responsible. It's important to be responsible. Yeah. You know, I uh, similarly, I guess we're a couple of entrepreneurs because I have been kicking things into gear, pun intended, on my karate school. We oh, yeah. have, yes. So we have secured, hard, uh, sorry, I have secured a hard drive to back up videos, but I'm just uh, uploading them right now to YouTube to sort of give people wet the whistle on this. My first video was just a bit about buying a gi and finding the right gi for you, color and, and size and everything like that. And I know with YouTube's algorithms, they tell you to make a video longer. So it's about two hours and 15 minutes, but it's, it's detailed. It gets into it. A lot of people don't know uh, that you can get one that is a silk gi. That is what I personally use. You use a silk gi. I use a silk gi, yes, absolutely. Now, some people might confuse that with like a nightgown. Oh, very similar, very similar, because I also have a silk nightgown. It is very much the same color, and it can be very much the same style, but a nightgown doesn't fit the waist. It doesn't hug the waist the same way, and you're not going to get the same rotational kick you would as you would with a gi, 
I mean, I get a good, I, you know, I'm, I spend about 25 minutes a day just working on my roundhouses and you're not going to be able to do that in, in, in a constricting gi. No. Yeah. Guys, check out that YouTube. What's your YouTube channel again? Yeah, it is youtube.com backslash bat kicks because I want to highlight the two aspects of my martial arts, which of course is, it's a very kick based martial art and it's very baseball bat. Uh, based martial arts so yeah if let's say you got somebody coming from behind you do a bat kick somebody's coming from a front <laughs> take a bat uh-huh. and just, just slam it down on the crown of their head they're that's two enemies gone and i've seen you do that uh and it is graceful you look uh like the letter t one leg on the ground one leg out in the back and the bat forward surprisingly deadly requires requires being attacked by two people at the same time coming straight on but you know uh outside of that it is almost a flawless technique thank you yeah most of my techniques are based on the idea of people coming straight at you i'm kind of i don't know i've been compared my my skills have been compared to have you ever seen steven seagal training have you ever seen that video of Steven Seagal training at that studio and people are coming at him and it kind of just looks like he's sort of an old out of shape man sort of gently pushing down people who are humoring him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been told I look like uh, a bit like that, but with the aggression of a man wielding a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. So things are going well for both of us. And and what that really is a testament to is how much we want to see justice because we're not doing this for the money. Obviously, we've got a million brilliant ideas and the fortitude and work ethic to carry them out. So you know that this isn't some sort of cash grab that we are genuinely interested in uh, finding out what happened to Brian Lynn. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're doing here that's that's what our focus is that's what our life focus is and you know if we're if we're taking time to work on other things it's just to clear our head to get back to brian uh you know the more we've worked on this case the more i feel like you know i miss him i never got to meet him but i miss him i think he he yeah he's a fascinating guy he's a complicated guy and and the more i hear about him the more i just want to i want to meet him that's my goal that's my goal through this well, listen, Owen, I, I, I think we should bring on our guest. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind uh, introducing yourself and just letting us know how you're affiliated with the case. Absolutely. How y'all doing? First of all, my name is Ricky Grapes. Uh, nice to meet you both. Nice couple of dirty dogs, huh? <laughs> couple of dirty dogs. Can you, can you spell your last name for us just so that I have it? Ricky Grapes. It's uh, G-R-A-Y, like the color, oh. uh, P-E-S, so grapes, okay. grapes, yeah, not the fruit, okay, I get that all the time, I'm sure you got jokes lined up, fella, I've heard them all, okay, I'm, I'm not aging with, with uh, time like wine, I've heard them all, okay, so Ricky Grapes, uh, like it. the color, uh, plural. Okay, great, uh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, how y'all doing? Couple dirty. Look at us, three dirty dogs, huh? You keep saying that. Um, you, I, and I suppose that we are. I, I'm not sure I'm familiar with it, but uh, I'm uh, sure. I think you're familiar, friend. You know if you're a dirty dog or not. <laughs> you look like a dirty dog to me. Okay. Fella. So yeah. Well, Ricky, I appreciate it. I'll take it as a term of endearment. Can you can you let us know a little bit what what's your affiliation with the case? Yeah, me and Brian, you know, we're uh, uh, we're good friends. Yeah, we're good friends. Uh, we met uh, doing paper mache in a class together, actually, and uh, we just really hit it off. Uh, shared a lot of similar interests, uh, a lot of overlap in 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 likes and, and dislikes, and uh, yeah, yeah, we just grew close, you know, in that manner. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I too would like 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 to seek justice and uh, and figure this this out, oh. you know. So any, any way that I can help, uh, whatever I can do uh, to lend uh, this old dirty dog's help, uh, anything I can do, you just let me know, all right? All right, thank you. Okay. What brought you to a paper mache class? Well, I'm in the uh, information 
uh, I'm information, okay? I sell information, okay? So uh, in order to gather the most information, you have to have a, a varied amount of interest, you see? Mm -hmm. So I will often just sign up for things, uh, just blanket Groupon. I'll just accept anything coming my way and I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll try it out to gather info that I will then use uh, to sell. Uh, that that being my profession. So, yeah, you know, initially that that's why that's what brought me to the class. Uh, and then, you know, we just grew close and uh, outside of class and, and spent a lot of time together. Actually, I tell you, he was a dirty dog. <laughs> he was a dirty dog. Okay. People don't know that about him, but I gathered information about him too. He was a dirty, dirty dog. Okay. And uh, I think you both know what I'm what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> a couple of dirty dogs like yourself you know what i'm saying i mean to be honest with you I, I have theories as to what you mean when it relates to brian but for the case for the investigation can you give us a little of the information you gathered on him oh yeah well i mean just general likes and dislikes so you know he you know, i love dogs he loved dogs he was an avid dog lover and uh you know, he loved, he loved, uh, get, he loved, he, you know, if he, if there was a job to do, he didn't mind getting dirty. You know what I mean? <laughs> he didn't mm -hmm. mind, you know, really getting his hands mm -hmm. into it. And, uh, also, uh, he loved to, uh, smuggle fentanyl also. And <laughs> okay. I think okay. <laughs> that was something that, uh, that we, uh, that if I, you know, if I had to put my finger on it, you know, we both, sold and smuggled a lot of fentanyl together. And I think probably it was either that or just that we're a couple of dirty dogs. You know what I mean? You take your pick. Either we were in selling fentanyl together and smuggling it uh, uh, up and down the East Coast. Take your pick. Either that or we were just two dirty dogs who loved doing paper mache. And uh, you may think, hey, here's two dirty dogs in this class learning how to paper mache uh containers to store things that look like uh you know innocuous objects that actually have copious amounts of fentanyl stored on the inside you might think that and it would be it would be right but you know we're just a couple of dirty dogs mm -hmm. and here's the thing it's just messed up how he went out, you know, yeah. and, uh, and mysterious. And yeah. so, uh, I, we got to figure this out, fellas. We got to. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do it for him. That's very, yeah. Uh, you're sorry for getting emotional. No, I'm that, sorry. That, no, that's okay. It seems like <clears throat> your heart is in the right place. That's excellent. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I I'm curious. I think we the, the the elephant in the room is is he did uh, this this is a revelation that he smuggled fentanyl to us. Um, uh -huh. Did he have enemies in this trade? It was probably the first avenue of huh. questioning. Did he have enemies? Well, I guess you if uh hmm jog this old dirty dog's memory. Uh you know, we worked I guess we were a subsidiary of the Sinaloan cartel. Uh, so, not personally. You know what I mean? We're just a couple dirty dogs living our lives uh -huh. in Virginia. Mm -hmm. But everybody's got a well, yeah, Okay, so uh, perhaps enemy cartels, uh, you know, uh, clean, clean dogs. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not here to say. Uh, but I think uh, for sure the, any enemy of the Sinaloan cartel uh, trying to invade the fentanyl business for 100% definitely enemies. Uh, but but that, can't, that can't possibly have anything to do with, with this case. Is that what you're insinuating? I, don't, I guess I don't follow the logic. 
Yeah, I guess my my thought would be that if somebody is uh, working as a subsidiary for a cartel, which is actually not a designation I knew existed, I didn't know it was structured like a production company. But that's or, exactly how it's structured. A lot of people don't know that about cartels, but uh, yeah, we're basically. Uh, are you familiar with uh, like an imprint music label? Yes. So uh, we basically have access to their resources, but we don't uh, directly answer to them. Uh, and when I say directly answer to them, uh, I what I mean to say is we do answer to them. Uh, and if we don't answer to them, our entire families and anyone who knows us ever will uh, get killed. But we but we operate independently, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> Appreciate the question. It does not sound like it's independent. It sounds like... <laughs> It sounds like your moves are being uh, heavily watched with a close eye. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, we were free to do take paper mache classes, or you okay. know, go, uh, you know, we were free to, you know, we we had a curfew just like any employee does at any job. You have to be home at a certain time uh, in order to check in with your handler. Just like any, it's just like any job. Say you work. Uh, what What do y'all do you, for work? Uh, you have some businesses, right, mm-hmm. or, or something, huh? Yeah, you have a, a boss or, or something. Uh, you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> well, we're both independent investigators and small business owners. I, I would say the closest I, I personally have to a boss, and I think it's probably true for Owen as well, is our parole officers. Mm-hmm. who are they let us know when and where we can go or how we can now we're getting somewhere see you gotta check in i'm sure you gotta you gotta check in at a certain time right mm-hmm. so it's no yeah. different it's just this, it's it's just i think the the major difference is maybe my, our entire families uh and anyone who knows them die i think but you know other than that like working at Denny's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just you know, it's the same thing as uh, flipping griddles, uh, griddle cakes. So, well, that's a substantial difference, I would think. Did you and uh, Brian? I mean, you uh, it seems like you had a very unique situation. Did you was it comforting to have somebody in your similar situation? Did you confide in each other? Did you did you feel like, uh, in other words, were was this a small, was it just you two as a pair or were there other people uh, that you connected with in this regard uh, having similar situations? Uh, yes, uh, we did confide in each other. And I guess I, I, I failed to mention earlier, but uh, the entire paper mache class was filled with people who worked for the cartel. See, that okay. was just a uh, <laughs> front. Uh, that's where we would go to uh, strategize and talk about where we were gonna, you know, pick up the next drop, uh, you know, uh, you know, things like that of that nature. So I p- perhaps I use the term close friend loosely, and I apologize for that. We were confided as much as you would uh, with uh, a coworker that you don't even like very, very much. But I've got, I'm missing, you know, I'm missing. Sure. And, uh, I really would, would love to, to figure this out. Some, some could say that me figuring this out, that my life is on the line. Some might say that it's imperative and very important for me to figure out what happened. It sounds uh, like it. Otherwise, so otherwise people might die. Yeah. Uh, for the people at home, he is winking. Um, he's winking repeatedly. I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds like some dirty dog business to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yep. <laughs> and, and again, and once more. Uh, okay. I, I'd like to ask actually, Ricky, because what we have uh, heard from, from people close to Brian is that he liked to push buttons. Um, he was a real button pusher. Do you think that might hmm. be one of the reasons you, you maybe didn't have such a close relationship? Uh, yeah, I mean, that just, you know, 
that just sounds like some dirty dog business to me you know uh yeah he did you know that makes me think of a time there was a time we were uh let's say grabbing some paper mache uh, uh from a rowboat uh dropped off the coast where uh we were picking up paper mache paper mache ingredients uh that had been uh, floating and uh, we were just supposed to bring them to shore and then you know th these things are very confidential you're not supposed to know each other so we pick it up and we drop it off and you know i just remember getting on shore and he said you know ricky i'm gonna i'm gonna take this i'm gonna take this thing over i'm gonna take this thing over as soon as we get on shore i'm gonna punch one of these guys in the mouth he said that and i'm gonna take he said, I'm going to punch one of these guys in the mouth, and I'm going to take these ingredients, and I'm going to cook my own batch on the side. Cartel's not going to know a thing. I looked at him, and I said, you dirty dog, don't do that. Don't do what you're doing. Your family going to die and disappear, and I'm going to get roped into it. Okay? And uh, we, we wrestled right there on the rowboat, you know, and I wrestled him up good. Headlocked him out, uh, put him in a full nothing till he passed out. And I did the drop all by myself, all by my lonesome. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we wo uh, woke him up later and ain't no harm, no foul. But I did have to wrestle him up good to shut him up. He did. He's, he's a button pusher. I tell you that. Yeah. He's a dirty, a dirty dog. Capital D on the button pushing. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds like him. That sounds like him. But a good guy you know a good guy and wouldn't hurt a fly you know that guy unless it was like you know he was trying to make a move on the you know cartel make his own batch you know any any like but other than that wouldn't hurt a fly you know what i mean literally a fly did he often sort of impulsively make choices that might put him or you in danger you gave us an instance there. Was that something you were regularly faced with? Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, if I had to describe him in two words, you know, I'd say he was he was a loose cannon. Uh, some might say, which is a liability in the in the business that we were in. So yeah, I could see that, uh, but. He still deserves justice, though. I, I guess I'm sorry. I, I didn't understand. I thought we were trying to get justice. It sounds like oh, we're definitely trying to get the man's character. <laughs> He's. I already said it. That you know, come on. There's a room full of dirty dogs <laughs> yes, here. I'm sorry. Come on, what you, speaking candidly, what's what's what is this? I thought this was justice. It what's is happening. No, no, no. It it is justice. I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, I I meant. The two of you, did, were you often wrestling with him over his, the choices that he made? I guess that was the question I was asking. Physically wrestling or like, um, you know, metaphoric, like in debate? You know, what do you mean wrestling? <laughs> like conceptually? I would say both. I would say either or both, you know, whichever. Okay. Well, to answer the question, yes, uh, both. We, uh, the only thing. The only things we really agreed on is that we had to, you know, do what we had to do to survive. And we agreed on that together. And we disagreed about on about every every other thing. You know, he's a difficult uh character, but uh a good guy. I just I again it just sounds it sounds like y'all putting forth a question. And then you got some underhanded, backhanded agenda. I just, I don't understand. I thought y'all were dirty dogs. I Maybe I misread y'all. I don't know what's happening I, here. Well, look, I don't think you misread us. I can't, I can't attest that uh, Clark and I are dirty dogs because I'm still a little unclear on what that is. But we're not, there's no, we're trying to get justice just like you just trying to gather some information. I didn't mean to uh, offend at all. Clark, how about you? Are you a dirty dog? I thought you were a dirty dog the minute I saw you, but I'm having second thoughts. Listen, if 
if being a dirty dog it, dog is a positive thing, then there's nothing I would love more to be than a dirty dog. Um, but I, I, I'm with Owen. I don't totally understand what that means. I will say, you know, dirty doggedness aside, Ricky, you, you seem like a great guy. I'm just curious, how did you get into to fentanyl sales or, or smuggling, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, it came from, uh, initially, I was an information broker. I mean, I stated that at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it initially started out, uh, I guess you would say, poking my nose where it don't belong. But that's the business, baby. That's how you get the information. And uh, I happened upon, actually, a deal that seemed to be going south uh, involved with none other than the man of the hour. and. Uh, you know, because uh, it was after class someday, and I thought, you know, this is an interesting class. Every time I come to this class, we don't really work on paper mache. What's going on here? So I get to sniffing around. I follow him. Uh, you know, he's doing a, you know, a, 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 a classic uh, out the trunk sale, which I go on to learn you should never ever do that uh, behind a behind a goddamn Vons. You should never do no no out the trunk sale ridiculous but i see it kind of going south i said you know and i wrestle uh the enemy uh drug uh, dealers to the ground and i'm i just go straight to brian i said hey what's ha- what's going on what is this what's happening and he says brother now that you've done what you just did you are in and you are in for life <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works it's not, you don't choose this. It chooses you. And, and, and now that's, you know, I got to do what I got to do. I got a whole family. Oh, do you? Was, Can you tell yeah. us a little bit of, how, do you have uh, kids? Yeah, absolutely. I got seven kids to feed. Seven kids. Wow. Three seven. different moms. I got a lot going on. I got a lot going on. So, I, you know, I got to keep it. I got to keep shoot straight down the middle. You know, I got to see who's a dirty dog and who ain't. You know, that's that's how I get down. And you know, say, hey, life throws you lemon lemons. In my case, throws you fentanyl is my lemons. <laughs> so I making you know making deals for the cartels. I call it lemonade, baby. Okay, I listen, listen. I'm just a dirty dog. All right. All right. I'm just a dirty, filthy, stinky dog. And I'm just trying to make my way and feed my seven kids. Mm-hmm. I got three different babies, mom, always mad at me, always asking for something. But I tell you what, since I, since I started doing this for the cartel, everybody's eating. Everybody's eating and everybody's in fear for their life. But we mm-hmm. always eat. Okay. So- we always eat. I will say, you know, when you first said everybody's eating, I, I felt like, well, that's, you know, at least a positive thing you're allowed to take care of. You're able to take care of your family. That's really important. But mm-hmm. they are all aware that they are they need to fear for their lives at all times. That's probably... You can't have, yeah, you can't have the good without the bad. We, or, so you never... Okay, you, so you missed the perfect all of a sudden. Huh, clock? No, you I'm not a perfect person. Wrong. No, I'm on house arrest right now. I mean, obviously, we'll be cleared... I think because of the great investigative work we'll do on this, but mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, I'm not a perfect person. I just think like, how, how old is your oldest child? I'll ask. 18. Okay. And how young is your youngest child? Three. Okay. So you have seven children between three and 18 and they're all mm-hmm. living here that a cartel is going to kill them. Well, the three-year-old, they, he don't know, okay? He don't know what's happening. He just, you know, he sees daddy coming and going. You know, when I say, I, I tell him I'm fighting crime, okay? He's a little, he, he ain't the sharpest, you know? So he's like, he believes it. He's a dumb kid. I love him, but he's a dumb, he's a dumb, dumb kid. Uh, and you tell yes, him you're fighting but crime? But everyone else, it's imperative. I tell him I'm fighting crime when I'm going and selling fentanyl. Yep. 
that, that kind of tracks with something I may have seen. I saw a photo of what it looked like a man dressed like Superman uh, dealing fentanyl. Is that, would that be you? Do you dress up for your son to sort of like build the illusion? Hmm. I don't know. Could you describe that picture? Like it was, did he look cool? Uh, uh, sounds like a cool looking guy. I mean, I'm yeah, it seems like, a. F- uh, so I got this photo from the detective we spoke with a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. it looks like mm-hmm. a man in a Superman outfit, hand- handing someone maybe like a baggie. Um, mm-hmm. I guess he does look pretty cool. He has the cowlick, like, he clearly spent <laughs> I'm the just time. messing with you, man. Yeah, that's me. That's okay. me. I do that all the time. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I dress up like Superman. Uh, just, you know, so I'm easy to spot. And also, uh, you know, it's 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 ridiculous. You know, the cops see a guy dressed up like Superman. They don't think, they don't like, hey, that, that, he's definitely selling fentanyl. They just think, oh, that guy's crazy. You know, so you got to outsmart him. Yeah, that's what I do. Honestly, that's, that's a great point. I, I can't argue with that. They just think I'm crazy. They think I'm crazy, and my son thinks I'm a superhero. So, win-win, as far as I'm concerned. You know, and look cool doing it. You know? Yeah. Honestly, Ricky, I don't know if I'm using the term correctly, but I feel like that's a very dirty dog move. So, that you know, congrats to you. God damn it. I knew it. I knew you was a dirty dog the minute I saw you. Owen, you, I don't know about you, fella. Okay, yeah. I don't either. Look, I would love to claim Dirty Dog's status, but I have ha- a history of getting myself into trouble by claiming titles that I have not um, thoroughly uh, investigated. You claim some titles that you, what do you mean? You got trouble claiming titles? Yeah, lightweight, uh, heavyweight champion of the world, Peabody recipient. You said you were the lightweight, heavyweight champion of the world? <laughs> yeah. Both? Uh, <laughs> yeah, heavy top, uh, light bottom. Uh, that's how I <laughs> box. Yeah, that's, that's going to mess you up. Fella. That got that's me in some trouble. Yeah. yeah. I could go on and on. Uh, manager of a Burger King, sure. uh, AVN host. Sure. Uh, none of those titles were accurate. So as much as I would like to be a dirty dog, I'm a little uh, gun shy about. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta dress uh, for the job you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, mm-hmm. hey, you, if you want to be a dirty dog, might as well start calling yourself a dirty dog. As far <laughs> okay. as I'm concerned. You are lightweight heavyweight champion in my book. Hey, all right. You know, right. why not? A dirty dog I am. Why not? Yeah. And I I mean, I I'm I'm excited for Owen. I, I also, real quick to circle back, I, I understand a little bit of his trepidation. To give you a little backstory, Owen put down that he was a lightweight heavyweight uh boxer on his resume, and hmm. he got brought in by a company that was having a charity boxing event and they wanted a ringer. So Owen did have to get into a boxing match with a, there was a rivalry between two companies. He basically had to go in as the ringer. And unfortunately he did lose that fight, but um, you know, it was a pretty fun and exciting story. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. Well, I'm glad you both have agreed to be dirty dogs. This is great news. Uh, the cartel will be very pleased. So thank oh. you very much. Oh, wait, wait. And, hold uh, on. I'm glad oh, we all agreed to it. And, <laughs> Hang on. Uh, I needed some more partners. And, I, you know, because losing one, it's really no, fucking up the business. Oh. You know what I mean? And, and fentanyl can't sell itself, boys. So three dirty dogs. Uh, two no, dozen, well, baby. Okay. No, uh, no. Mm-hmm. no. I, 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 we, we, you know, we were on board when it was just like a, a positive thing, but I, I don't think either of us can sell or distribute fentanyl. I, oh, I mean, I got, we're locked I, in to our house. Guys, I, under, I understand. I also was like, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? And then, you know, a <laughs> few months later, I'm in a Superman costume selling fentanyl <laughs> at the trunk of my car. So you're going to figure it out, uh, <laughs> you know, because again, like I said, if you don't, the cartel's gonna kill your whole family and anybody who knows your family. Like I'm talking about your next door neighbors, they're gonna die. Uh, somebody you, you uh, interacted with once, they are going to die. So 
just I just I, I get you guys are nervous mm-hmm. <laughs> as you should be. You know, it's a big it's a big thing. But again, you don't choose this; it chooses you. And y'all just agreed to be dirty dogs. Honestly, Ricky, this feels very akin to like an, an illegal Herbalife where you're just trying to get people mm-hmm. in this pyramid beneath you and you're going to, I, I don't want to be a participant in that is what I'm saying. Oh yes. Again, uh, I'm sorry that there was some confusion. This isn't a, about, I don't want, uh, or I, I wouldn't like to do this. Um, I came on this podcast strategically to let y'all know that you are now officially <laughs> in the cartel and y'all work under me now. And and uh, <laughs> that's how this is gonna go. I'm 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 sorry. This was this was so crazy. <laughs> but we should all just take a moment, take a deep breath, because this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot to take in. I understand. It is a lot. Yeah. So uh, just understand. Look, I can't, we're both on house arrest. We're on parole. We cannot be selling fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I get it. Uh, both of y'all parole officers are dead. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, because I am yeah. no like currently dead, or they're going to be dead because I think Clark I think is that, in love. Sorry, yes. no, no, I, I, he's right. I'm in love with my parole mm. officer, and I would oh be very I'm upset. Sorry, fella. Well, you dirty, dirty dog. I'm so sorry. I remember the first time I lost somebody close to me. And it was in direct relation to being in the cartel, uh, just the same. And I'm so sorry. Uh, but you have me now. You can confide in me much like Brian did, you know. And if you get out of line, uh, your whole fucking family's going to die. And anyone close to you, they're going to die. And uh, that parole officer is included. Nobody's fucking safe. The cartel. I'm so sorry. My heart goes out to you and yours. I'm glad we had this heart to heart. Wow. Well, did you even know Brian? Uh, in in this how what how do you mean know him? Meaning, are you would you have been able to provide us any information as to finding? Brian, or was this all? Or did you come on here solely for the purpose of recruiting a couple Listen, of dirty jobs? It, hey, it just seems like to me y- y'all had your your agenda, and I had mine. <laughs> okay, as far as I'm concerned, it, you know what? What are we even talking about? Y'all ain't asked me one question about him, you know, other than picking assassinating his character. The man's already dead. Let uh, let dead. Dirty dogs lie, you know? Okay. Well, listen, Ricky, I, I feel like you have um, really broken our trust, and I don't take that lightly, but I will I, – I don't want to feel like this is a total waste. I, I want to know about what's happening with Brian. Nothing's going to stop me from getting justice for Brian. When was the last time you saw him? Hmm. Last time I saw him. Uh, probably about a month ago. Uh, yeah, we were, uh, at a subway, the subway sandwich shop. Um, not in the shop. We were in the back of the shop selling fentanyl out the trunk of my car. Okay. Okay. But the, but the subway was the nearest landmark I could, I could think of. And, um, I was... I guess we were having, you know, he was pushing my buttons as he does, you know, and, uh, you know, he kept saying, you know, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take this batch and I'm going to get out and you should come with me, you know, talking all that crazy nonsense, classic <laughs> dirty dog talk, you know, and I said, brother, that's not how this goes, you know, you know, when you, when I saved you that day, and you told me it was a cartel for life. I agreed. There's no getting out of this. You know, and I stabbed him in his ribs uh, <laughs> just because 
that's you know it's important when you work for the cartel you got to send a message you know and i didn't seen it happen and i you know i i did it out of love i did it i stabbed him in his chest out of love because if i didn't do it some worse gonna some worse gonna happen okay so i stabbed him in the chest out of love all right okay you just left him no, then just leave him. We got we got cartel doctors. I took him straight to one of our people, got him all patched up. We had a good talk, talked it out. He was still upset, more so because I because of this, you know, what with me stabbing him. But you know, I think the point is, I got the point across that day. That when I joined the cartel, it changed me, and I got to liking it. I got to liking the power. Okay, I got. I became a different animal. It sounds. When like I joined it. the car, and you know he was. He was always talking. Oh, let's get out. Let's figure out a way. You know, always just. But like y'all said, pushing buttons. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. just pushing away, pushing them buttons. So, yeah, it's, uh, to answer your question, two months ago when I stabbed him in the chest in the back of a subway selling fentanyl out the trunk of my car. So. Okay. Um, well, sweet, sweet kid. I guess I have to circle back a little bit because um, it seems like we are going to be dealing for you now, uh, which is not something I'm looking forward to, but obviously <laughs> the option is not longer on the table to not. Listen, you, you say that now, but listen, you, hey, I got Spider Man suits, I got Wolverine, I got Storm. I we don't have to want. dress up. We don't. Okay, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. You got your own strategy. I get it. I'm just saying, when a cop see you, you're gonna be like, that that guy's crazy. It, it works every time. That's all I'm saying. Costumes on the table. Take them, leave it. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, go on. No, I guess I'm just curious. What is the the process of like? Because I was, here's the full disclosure, I was selling for Herbalife for a long time and it took a lot of money from me and a lot of time from me. And, you know, I really couldn't enjoy my weekends because my garage was full of this stuff. And I'm just curious, like, is is it a similar buy-in? Do I have to buy a bunch of fentanyl up front and then just redistribute it to my friends? Do I need to be having like fentanyl parties or how does this work? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, uh, I, I like that fentanyl party. That's that's I like that. That sounds that's a good way to, to brand that. Uh, that's exactly uh, they operate the same way. I think the major difference, if I had to put my finger, the major difference when you join the cartel, you have to do a blood sacrifice. So you're going to have to uh, murder someone, uh, one of the cartel's enemies. And uh, it will be, you know, nondescript location. You won't know much about it. Uh, they'll just give you a weapon. You go in, you do the deed, and you get out. Easy, boom, bang, bang, and then you're in. Okay, and uh, then uh, bi-weekly there will be a deposit into your account uh, of money. Okay, because like I said, you're gonna be eating. You're gonna be eating good. You're gonna be eating good. <laughs> you're gonna have to get your dirty little hand, dog hands dirty, but. You're gonna be eating good, okay? No more. You won't have to. You won't have to do uh, a hot soup bit. My meal delivery. I like doing that. I don't want to sell fentanyl. Is what I don't want to do. Yeah, you say again. You're saying that now, and I felt the same way initially. And then I got into the game, and I was like, God damn, this is. Man, I'm making more money than I could even know what to do with, you know? Uh, so, you know, I, I, how much money are you making selling potato soup? Well, Clark bought one. <laughs> uh, and it costs a lot to get the garden up and running, so I'm still in the hole. Right. And so what I'm offering <laughs> is endless amounts of money, uh, more money than you could ever know what to do with what's what's the problem fellas we're being watched by parole officers who no uh, you they might are be. dead <laughs> i had them killed okay uh, but that okay you, but i just want to be clear about you are the now system. being watched by the sinaloan cartel there's a man both of you i want you to look out your window 
You're oh, going to wow. see a black suburban across the street. That's us watching you. Okay? You don't got to worry about no parole officers. Just <sighs> us. I, I mean, so a few things. One, I don't understand particularly why us more than anyone else. I mean, we're probably the, the worst candidates for this. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, funny you should say that. Uh, see, no one's a good candidate to sell fentanyl. <laughs> no one wants to do this job. But then the job changes you and you become a different animal. Or you become like Brian and we got to figure out what happened to him. <laughs> okay. We have to figure, I have to figure out how much we have to figure out how much we all know. I have to figure out how much you know. You have to figure out how much I know. Okay. Right? What we're doing here, right? We all want to know how much everyone knows. Right? Yes. Look, I'm pretty depressed right now. I was <laughs> feeling like an entrepreneur. The One of the reasons I was so into entrepreneuring is not to have a boss. And now... Not only do I have a boss, it's a drug cartel boss. No, you, independent. You can still do it, no. any activity you want. Paper mache. Sounds, uh, you just keep activities. saying paper mache. Listen, whatever, all the stuff, you can do whatever you want. You can go to paper mache classes. You can, say, you can do, make paper and the mache. Whatever you want to do on a table, independent. You don't got to, okay, you're free to do what you want to do. Unless you step out of line, and you know, then you got to die, and your whole family and anybody okay. that knows you, they got to right. die. We get too. it. Yes, everyone we know is yeah. to die. We're just three dirty dogs, no, all stop. trying to figure. We don't want to be that anymore. How this? I, I'm very sorry. This is not optional. You agreed, and now you're both dirty dogs. Okay, guys, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. I am your friend. Listen, okay? Ricky, I would love to disagree with you, but I feel like if I do that, I will, you know, get physical harm done against me. Mm -hmm. So I will say that if you are my friend, friends don't get people into uh, businesses they don't want to be a part of because mm -hmm. that is literally how my one of my closest friendships ended. They got me into Herbalife, you know. They they told me this is like these important uh, meal, you know, meal packets and and proteins and so forth. And then I have a garage full of Herbalife still. And yeah, well, and I got a garage full of fentanyl, and I work for the cartel, and and you know, but you know what else I got? A bank full of money. Bank full of money, okay? Friends also get each other paid, right? You get each other gigs, okay? Just think about it. It's like me getting you a gig, you know? I got you guys a gig, you know, for life. You got a gig for life. You never have to, you never have to look for work again. You just move fentanyl for me and the Sinaloan cartel, and you work for me, and that's it. That's okay. We all pay, we all get money. And all we got to do is not piss the cartel off and our families will live. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy. Honestly, a lot of people think it's crazy, but it's easy. Well, <clears throat> I guess I have to get going and start selling fentanyl. Yeah, I guess so too. Um, can I? Yeah, I guess you both got to get going. <laughs> yeah, if I'm being honest. I got a lot of fentanyl in my garage. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I see you have texted us both an address um, that I assume we're supposed to go to. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Um, can I ask you before we, before we wrap things up, if you could say one last thing to Brian, what would you tell him? Brian, you were a rat. And you really fucked up. And I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. You know, and I think we're all going to miss you. Uh, but, you know, it had to go the way it had to go. 
Oh. You know, that nature just taking its course, some might say. Very mysterious is how he died. Very mysterious. Nobody knows really anything, right? Well, we don't know if he's dead. We just know he disappeared. So Right. Again, and me too. I'm like, let's <laughs> find him. Where is he? Let's all find him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's because he's missing. Because he could be dead, <laughs> right? I mean, everything's on the table mm-hmm. at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we all sounds like we all know the same same amount. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, listen, Ricky, we appreciate you taking the time. It really means a lot. Well, you know, usually I say that. I'm gonna say I'm not happy about how this turned out, not and yet. I not would yet, appreciate if you would not make us do that and i'd like you to really consider doing not making please. us do this please you guys want me to negotiate with the sinaloan cartel is that what you're asking me to do please yeah that would be great if we're friends yes all right for you guys i'll do it thank you but only because you're all dirty we're all dirty dogs here i'll text them right i'll text the sinaloan uh, drug thank cartel you. boss right now thank you. thank you we appreciate that just give me one second let me get back to you guys Okay, he responded. Uh, he said, uh, no, y'all for sure work for me. Uh, and if you fuck up, I'm going to kill you and your whole family and anybody that knows you. I'm sorry, fellas. I tried. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, yeah, I'm not thanks. the bad guy. Mm. I'm not the bad guy here. <laughs> okay, thank you for I'm taking sorry, the time, Ricky. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Any way that I can lend. Lend a hand. Coming up on the next episode of True Deception, an improvised true crime. He had a torrid affair with my mother. Did you say 600 pounds? I'm confused because um, we are French, so it is a franchise. Have you considered maybe uh, nonstop soaking them in water could be affecting your hands in maybe a negative sense? Yes, okay. I take whatever veiled insult you are hurling my way and I, I don't receive that. My mom, she plays crocodile, she lays in the water and she's scared. Artwork provided by Amelia Jane Murphy. You can follow her and purchase her work at a-M-I-L underscore art on Instagram. Music provided by Kai Ingle. Please subscribe and write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcast. It really helps the show. You can follow us and contribute at Deception Pod on Instagram and Twitter.